Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 132. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of help i got a mac my name is cliff ravenscraft and i am chris biting and you know this podcast was originally for all of you out there who for the very first time in your life cracked open one of those retail boxes with inside that box is a shiny new macintosh computer and then you You find out that, you know what, the first two weeks you really like this thing a whole lot. And then okay. for about two months you despise the thing and you're thinking, oh my gosh, what do I do with this thing? I remember calling it the big white piece of plastic trash. <laughs> really? I did, yeah. And it was oh, right. I didn't it was, know that. Yeah, it was right before I met you. I matter of fact, uh, the reason why we relaunched this show is because we wanted to dump all those old episodes out of the archives <laughs> because I was so anti-Mac. It was horrible. Uh, but right anyway, I, I, I think it's so funny now because I'm working with consulting clients on a weekly basis and I'm telling everybody about the the Mac. And of course, I sound one like one of those Apple snobs that, you know, those Mac snobs that I always hated and despised. And I and I preface my conversations with my clients like that. I say, you know, listen, I'm going to say some things and you've probably heard it before. And I can tell you right now, from your perspective, I've been there and I hate Apple snobs. But I have to admit, I never I never dreamt in a million years I'd be one of them, but I'll never touch a PC again. <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. It's a different world. Wait till you have someone begging you to work on their computer. I, you're like, my parents... No. My my parents insurance agency, you know what? Um, they they call me all the time, and I I just like seriously get a Mac, and and then and it's actually you know what the sad thing is is that I really can see the difficulty. I I, I don't see it still today. It's not an easy transition for a business that interacts with so many other different businesses who rely on PCs. Yeah, yeah, especially. Like uh, like insurance agencies, there's like specialized software to determine like risk management and stuff like that. So yeah, um, it's kind of a bummer. But yeah, it it is, and and so therefore I don't do any, I don't do tech support anymore. Uh it's funny. I, I I need to hook them up with um a good friend of mine that does like nerds on site. Which by the way, I don't understand how anybody can do nerds on site because nerds on site. I mean. I, I mean, pretty much you're you're gonna be working on a lot of Windows based computers. I just don't understand that world anymore, and it, and it's weird. Yeah, I, when I got, go yeah, yeah. Well, when I got laid off, I thought about doing nerds on site. And I just the whole thought of driving to people's businesses and houses and then being held captive while I worked on their computers just did not appeal to me at all. Well, I'm glad that you didn't pursue that. Yes, and instead you've pursued a, a life of uh, self. Uh, employment through creating some really awesome video stuff, which by the way, I saw some really cool kudos to you from the folks over there at Telestream. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank it, you. It's like, inter- you know, Hey, that's the man behind the voice behind, 
you know, uh, ScreenFlow or something <laughs> like that. So it was something crazy. But I mean, it's almost as though you must have paid them a lot of money to have them say all kinds of nice things about you because I didn't know. No, they, they, actually, they actually paid me money. So <laughs> yeah, it was good stuff, man. Congratulations. Only thanks, only, man. I got another. I got. I got another semi uh, high profile client uh, coming on board here soon that I can't wait to talk about. Awesome! I can't wait to hear that. And of course, Stephen in the chat room wants to know where uh, they can see your work. And you should actually, you should certainly tell us right now because I know Stephen. I, I know some of the clients that Stephen uh, has, and uh, you, you might see some referrals that way. So tell us where they can find your work. Sure. Yeah. You just go uh, use my last name, Biting, B-E-I-T-I-N-G dot O-R-G. And I'm telling you guys, it is good stuff. Yeah. It's got all my stuff there. Um, A lot of it's in Flash. So if you go on an iPad, phone or ipad you can't see it but I'm, I'm i'm working on switching that over well hey you know uh youtube has now upgraded to 15 minutes and vimeo of course you know you can't do anything commercial with vimeo blah 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 but they just yeah but they, if you're if you're a production house uh-huh um you can show off the stuff you've done so oh yeah i would yeah i would consider myself a production house so awesome well I, would i be a production house i wonder hmm yeah, actually, if you produce like TV show type stuff and stuff like that, you you're fine as long as you're not like using that to sell something. Oh yeah, see, I used to I I sell stuff all the time. I I'm the in, problem is I'm in violation of terms of service. Yeah, the, the problem <laughs> is Vimeo is the best one. Yeah, it is as far as I'm concerned, and it's a shame that I can't get like you know you you can get the plus account, which is I think is sixty bucks a year or something. But even then I would you can't love sell stuff. Excuse me. I I wouldn't mind paying two hundred bucks a year if they'd let me just have use their service and be allowed to sell stuff. But I'm just not allowed to be on their community sites with my account. Yeah, exactly. That would be fine. Just to be able to use it to embed, just to be the engine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that would be yeah, like like a pro account or or a commercial right. account or, or something. That would be pro brilliant. A pro pro platinum account. That would be cool. Yeah, and the thing is, is I, I upload, you know, I do most of my stuff now in 720p and because um, it just looks really nice. Cool. And gosh, it's it's huge. I mean, when, when I upload an uncompressed uh, MOV file that's, you know, five minutes, six minutes, whatever, it's five, six hundred meg and it takes a while to upload. Yeah. Well, hey, let's let's do talk about some things in the world of Apple and Mac uh, since that is why we're here. And one of the things we do that stuff. The one we do actually. Uh, I don't oh, know if okay. you actually looked at the show notes, but did you happen to take a look at the screen capture or the the picture that I put online about the 1973 iPad? I did. What do you think about it? <laughs> it looks it looks a lot like an iPad. It is dead on, my friend. Uh, in fact, um, what I'm talking about. In fact, if you go to Help I got actually no, you won't go to Help I Got a Mac. If you go to the gspn.tv plus member site and then look up Help I Got a Mac episode number, what is this? 243 or 132. Look up episode 132. I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, it'll be on the plus member site because this is a plus member only episode. But if you look at this screen capture, you will see in 1973, uh, there was a children's science fiction television show called The Tomorrow People. And the tomorrow yeah, I was, people. I was negative three years old. Yeah, I was. I was just born in 1973. But I actually watched this show when it came. This was a you know, This was a British television show, 
And it actually okay. came to the States in 1984. And I watched it, you know, when it first came out in the States. And mm, okay. on this, it's, it's, a, it's a show called The Tomorrow People. And it's about the next evolution of, human, of the human race. And they were all going to be telepaths. And they were going to be able to teleport and, and do telekinesis and all these other telethings. And uh, it was very, it was supposed to be very futuristic. Well, they certainly got one thing about the future right. Uh, and there is, and I'm not kidding you, it is absolutely down to the T, it is an Apple iPad. <laughs> I mean, it, it, is the, it is the perfect size for the Apple iPad. The, the screen is the same size with the black border, which is actually the, the actual, the, you know, the amount of uh, black that is the border completely 100 spot on percent spot on and the metal the silver metal case around the sides and the full back 100 percent spot on dead on apple ipad well you know that jonathan ive is from england is he so he so he could have seen this show you know he's he's a little older than us he's in his 40s but I mean, you never know where people get their their inspiration from, but yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome that we that we now live in a period in time where in the seventies this was the future, you know. Yeah, and we both have these things, and it's awesome. Yeah, and and you know, if, and when when you go to the site and you take a look at the link in the in the little uh, com in the little description box of the video uh, or of the screen capture, I actually provide a link to a larger image so that you can actually see the lar larger image and by the way let me go ahead and just um, for those of you who are in the chat room I'll go ahead and just uh, paste this Flickr link in there but anyway there's also a link to where for right now you can actually watch this episode online and um, you can actually see and he picks it up and he holds it you can see the back looks silver and, and it, I mean it looks dead on it's got an Apple logo nah. <laughs> it doesn't have an Apple logo <laughs> however uh, somebody did say it's like oh, I watched it Cliff I, sorry hate to tell you but uh, the fact that they're using a pen you know like a stylus pen that just proves that it must be like a, a Windows device and I sit there and I said uh uh well, my friends you need to go hey, you know what listen yeah listen you know what that is? What's that? That's my pogo. That's my pogo sketch stick that I use for my iPad. That's exactly what I I sit there. I said, if you see the video and you think because he uses a pen with a device that it's not an Apple iPad, then I encourage you to check out this product here. And it's a link to 10odesign.com slash sketch.php, which is what you mm -hmm. have. It, it, yeah, it's it's a it's a little um what is it? Capacitive touch stylus. Yeah, it's a little little metallic foam. It's it works it works pretty good. Um, I use it with uh, with um, Sketchbook Pro. Yeah. What I do is you, you know that hand drawn style. Uh huh. I've devised a new way to do it. Now I bring like photos and stuff into uh, Sketchbook Pro, put a new layer on top of it, uh -huh. and then draw over top of it. Nice. Yeah. So I don't know. It, cool. it doesn't look super awesome yet. I'm getting used to it. But yeah, you have to wear a glove or something because your hand, if you try to sit your hand on the iPad like you would like a piece of paper, yeah. it goes crazy. So Maybe you wear gloves or something. Yeah, I might have to get like a, a lifting glove and wear that or something. Anyway. Very, just saying so calm my hand down. I just thought it was cool. And, I, and I'm not kidding. <clears throat> I mean, this thing looks dead on. Because I remember when I, awesome. when I first saw the Apple iPad, I'm thinking... 
that's you know you got this big huge front display and you got this one it's almost like a one inch black border and i'm like seriously and then i look at this this screen capture and it's like wow that's that's the ipad anyway all right you know what i i when, when the ipad let's talk about that for a second though when, when the ipad first came out i, I did kind of look at that black border and go wow why did they do that that's dumb well now that i have one and when I hold it in my hand, that's the obvious place where your hand wraps around, you know? Yeah. So now it makes sense because if, if you had to just hold it purely on the back, it probably would have be, became really annoying. Yeah. The only thing I don't like uh, is the number of icons, like how, sp- how spaced. I always thought that was weird when I first saw it. And I think mm-hmm. it's still weird today that the icons are so spaced apart. Um, I love that they allowed us to put five icons in the dock. Thank you. But I mean, yeah. it, it, if you look at the dock and then, you know, with five, I have five icons in it. I mean, it's, it, it's yeah, me so too. you can it's easy to see that you could easily put five icons on the front page of that thing and it would look nice. And you would have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. So, you, well, you'd have five more icons. Yeah, they might they might do something a little different with iOS four. And that's probably why it didn't come out with in parity with the phone. Maybe there's just a little difference that they're going to do with it. I. I don't know. Right. I can't wait for iPhone for, for iOS four on the iPad because when I go back and forth between my iPhone four to the iPad, it feels like I'm kind of dealing with older tech. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So I'm so used to being able to like, you know, multitask quote unquote. And um yeah, you just can't do it with this. If anybody's interested in why I've I have no voice, I encourage you to listen to episode number uh well today this week's episode of Family from the Heart. Which for some reason my uh, my uh, carbon fin outliner is not pulling up for me right now. Oh, it's because I'm not logged in. But let's talk about some more Apple news. Uh, what's going on in the world of Apple? Oh, you know, all sorts of fun stuff. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite game developer. Well, besides Blizzard, of course, who makes the the wonderful and fantastic StarCraft Two, which I have to run on Windows. Anyway, uh, Valve claims frame rate and. Frame rate improvements up to 120% with Snow Leopard graphics update. And uh, this was a problem when 10.6.4 came out. A lot of people who had Steam uh, games on their computer, like you know Team Fortress 2 and uh, Half-Life and stuff, experienced a lot of um, hardware issues or you know frame rate issues. And uh, they released the graphic update specifically for um, the Valve software. And they said they're seeing dramatic improvements on uh, the new iMacs, Mac Minis, uh, Mac Pro, MacBook, MacBook Pro 15-inch, and MacBook Pro 17-inch. Of course, they didn't mention my MacBook Pro, which makes me feel kind of weird. Maybe yours anyway, didn't have the um, deg- degradation, although you said you did. <laughs> or was it in your yeah, head? Or was it in your head? No, no, that was in StarCraft II. I, 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 I played my games in Windows because it just works better. There you go. Oh, um, that's it says on older systems, we're generally already operating at the limits of the hardware, so it's not obvious that any significant performance improvements can be achieved in the future. So, yeah, your mileage may vary, though, but if you got one of those new fancy computers, uh, definitely install that graphic update. I'm going to do it just because it's better graphic drivers, I think. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I... I saw way better improvement in StarCraft 2 in Windows, so I'm just going to keep my games in Windows. Yeah. And that, that, that's Steam also, which, you know what? It's a pain to reboot and use that, but really when you're running a game, especially a game that takes so much resources, you're not running anything else anyway. 
So it, it's not a huge deal for me. Yeah. So what about, uh, I, I'm not a game person, so I really don't know. But I think it's cool that they updated the graphics driver, and I'm glad to hear that there's up to 120% improvement, which uh, says a lot about how bad it was. So uh, I'm glad that they got that worked out. And if you have, um, if you had, well, just go to go to your system update, look for Apple updates, and and if it says that you have an update, then update your system. Yes, that that'll take care of it. That will take care of it. All right. What's the ITV rumor that's going around? Yeah, uh, Apple TV is is uh, going to go away. That's the rumor. And Gadget's following up on a previous story about an Apple TV to hit the market as a $99 set-top box. Uh, their new report details that Apple's supposed to plans to rename the living room companion from Apple TV to iTV. It also um, sheds some more light on, on things we've, we've heard about. iOS applications will... In some form, make an appearance on the device. Uh, streaming iTunes uh, services obviously look to be a lock. Um, in gadgets, uh, saying that the uh, new set-top box won't be able to output uh, full HD video, not 1080p, not 1080i, just 720p. And the problem is that Apple's A4 uh, chip um, can handle 10, uh, 720p just fine. So we'll see. Uh, there's a rumor that there's a fall announcement uh, in mid September, so mid next month, uh, iPod event, which they've been doing now for the past you know four or five years, that uh, this could be also an ITV announcement, and maybe possibly I'm also hearing rumors about a uh, a new iPad, which I think you've got details on. Well, I don't have any details other than the fact that there are more rumors saying that um, it's there's a possibility of having a seven inch iPad, and the rumors are suggesting that it could be available by Christmas time. Yeah, see, September would be a good time to announce all that stuff. Yeah, but a seven-inch iPad. Do you think that that would be interesting? No. Well, I mean, how many? I don't think. How many inches is the current iPad? Nine point five. I don't know that that something in between is something that I would be interested in. I I, I love the screen real estate that I have, but uh, you know, I I say that though. I I think that it would be a poor decision. Because it, it's kind of like you're just adding so many different options. You're kind of diluting the market a little bit. But then again, yeah. but then again, it might be nice to have something that's a little bit smaller. And if you actually bump up the resolution, you know, uh, it, 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 it might actually look nice. I mean, especially if they did like the retina display or whatever. I mean, it, it, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I do find myself uh, able to read and uh, look at a lot more things on the iPhone that I never would have and I never really enjoyed looking at before. And uh, so I don't know, maybe, um, you know, it, 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 it's certainly interesting, but I don't know. It, it, it seems too soon. I, I, I think if I, if I want a second, I agree. If I want a second version of hardware, I want one that's the same size as what I have with the rear and front facing camera. Yeah, cameras would be sweet. But yeah, I don't know how they can make a retina display that big for that low yeah. price. You well, know what I mean? well, maybe I not. Yeah, retina display, maybe not. But uh, but at least, but at least, at least something with a higher screen resolution. You know, right? More pixels per inch is what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I. I don't know, man. I think it's too soon. I don't think we're going to see anything until next year. Yeah, I don't think so either. What about the new iPad iPods? 
So, I mean, it, it's it's an annual thing. Just just like every June, we know there's going to be a new iPhone, pretty much. I mean, it's not official. They didn't say, every June, we bring you a new phone. Uh, but right. it, I, we assume it. So, we assume... I think the, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the, the Nano is going to lose the classic iPod look. I think the click wheel's gone. Yeah, you think so? So, you think, think we're going to so. have a touch Nano? I think so. A nano Some touch. Kind of, I don't think it'll run any of the, the apps or anything like that, but I think it'll be a, a touch screen. Yeah, I don't know if the, it would be big enough for the screen. Mm, maybe if it's like the whole front of it is like not make it oblong anymore, make it more short, like like the short, fat, squatty one, Yeah, which I thought was a really great design. And I, just make that whole front a touch screen. I like the squatty one, the short squatty one. Um, the only thing, I mean, they they went to the <clears throat> the longer thin one, and the uh, screen wasn't really all that much bigger, or if if any. Uh, no, I, it's not. I, I think I think they could actually do somewhere in between the two nanos, where it's yeah. a little bit it's a it's a little bit wider th- than the thin one, and a little bit longer than the short and squatty one and it actually is more like a true 16 by 9 resolution yeah and uh yeah emily's got a um she's got one of the new nanos and it she's got the 16 gig i think and it's it's super nice man i mean the video looks pretty good on it um the screen's okay it's super 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 thin which is really cool well, I'll tell you what, I'm, my biggest thing is I wonder, and I doubt it, be, I, the only reason I doubt it is because I, I think the articles that I've read online saying why it'll never happen, uh, I agree with them. But uh, it sure would be nice in September to see some iPod touches with front-facing cameras. I don't think it'll yeah, happen. Yeah, that would be that would be sweet. That would definitely be sweet. Well, here here's the deal. If if the if the iPod touches had front-facing cameras, there's a chance that our family would buy 3 of them for Christmas. One for each wow. kid. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, but it, I but still it, wouldn't get Emily one. Yeah. She'd break it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I tell you, I, I, our kids are playing with our hand-me-down iPhones and uh you know, of course, they're, you know, my gosh, the Matthew, poor kid, has the original, the original iPhone. And that thing is just dog slow. And, <laughs> and, and Megan's got my 3G. And I've got Stephanie's 3GS, but I think I'm actually going to sell her 3GS. I don't yeah, think, you can get a couple hundred bucks for it. Yeah, I can get 300 easy, if not 350. So. And it's brand, I mean, it's pretty much brand new out of the box because they just replaced it. Remember my Apple story? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, um, you know, if, if they had, if they have the front facing camera, I'll buy, we'll buy three iPod touches. That's but, awesome. But if they don't have a front facing camera, we will buy zero iPod touches. Wow. Well, Steve. You heard, you heard the man. I don't know. I, but the, the reason why everybody says that they won't do it is because they're, they're never going to give you the same feature set, you know, or, or something extremely similar feature set to the iPhone, you know, at the price point, you know, because I think what you can get into a uh, touch at one ninety nine. And yeah, so, exactly. so if you can get a, if you can get a touch for one ninety nine, and then, you know, of course you're talking with a two year contract. You can go over and get an iPhone for one ninety nine. 
they they feel that that might cannibalize uh, iPhone sales, which I don't think it will. I don't think so either. Here's what you do: you get the iPod Touch, okay? Then you get a Verizon MiFi, yeah. And then you just pay sixty dollars a month for your data, and then you use Skype. Yes. Exactly. Of course, then you have to carry two devices with you. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I would love to have just data only phone. Use Skype, be done with it. Mm-hmm. But you know, and and people are like, you know, well, you know, if if it comes to Verizon, I'm switching. Yeah, switch, please, go, go, because I'm not switching. I've had I've had good luck with AT and T, and um, you guys moving would make my service that much better. Yeah, yeah, ha- you know, happy trails to all the iPod, iPhone to Verizon switchers if it ever happens, which. I'm sure it will eventually. Uh, I'm. Sh- I mean, it just makes sense that once their exclusivity drops off, I mean, Apple certainly w- it would make be wise for them to open up to other carriers. With the and here's the thing, man. People had. people talk about Verizon like it's the greatest phone company in the world. They're not. I don't think so. <laughs> They're all the same. Verizon in the past was notorious for locking features that the phone came with. Uh, you know, like oh, I don't know, Bluetooth. You had to pay extra for them to enable Bluetooth on your phone. Uh, so you could use headsets and file transfers and stuff like that. So yeah, it's not like Verizon's like the good guy in any in any of this. And, They're all awful. Yeah, and you might think it's just a marketing commercial, but I will tell you, Chris, there are there are okay. I'm not on the phone very much. I don't use the phone very much. But when I am on the phone, I will tell you, probably about thirty percent of my phone calls when I'm talking with somebody. At the same time that I'm talking with them, I will push away the keypad and I will go into an app. And look something up that requires internet access, and I can do it all while I'm talking to them via speakerphone. Yep. And you cannot do that on CDMA. Data yeah. data goes away as soon as you connect a phone call. It's how uh, Edge used to be too. When the iPhone when, I, when the second gen iPhone was out, you had to be on Wi-Fi in order to do that. Right. Exactly. All right, so let's turn to some uh, voicemail phone calls here. Um, remember, Chef Mark had a question about whether or not he could put all of his music on his iPhone and and still have space available for free memory for his videos and stuff like that. Were you here that week? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, maybe I tried to answer that one on my own. Anyway, uh, somebody called in with an option for Chef Mark. So, Chef Mark, if you're listening, here you go. Hey, guys, Chris for help. I got a Mac. I've got a potential solution to Chef Mark's problem last week about wanting to put music on his iPhone but still wanting to save room for pictures, video, and everything like that. The solution I use is I create smart playlists. Smart playlists are very easy to create. You just In iTunes, you just go up the file, and there's an option to say create new smart playlist. You select that, and you're presented with a new menu with, with um, several options. Like in the example I'm using, I put... In the one pull-down menu, I have playlist. Then the second one, you change the change it to is music. Then below, you'll have three check boxes. In the first one, there's it says limit to, and you have a pull-down menu. You can pick songs. You can pick su- size size you want to take up on the hard drive. So in my example, I put limit to five gigabytes, selected by random. Then when you hit OK, what it'll do, it'll go through your library and pick up to five gigabytes of songs selected at random and it'll put it in that playlist so when you sync that up to your iPhone it's all ready to go 
and say for example you had 15 gigs of free space on your iPhone you fill that up you have 5 gigabytes of music and you still have 10 gigabytes for video and pictures and everything like that I mean when you go in the smart playlist you can play around with a bunch of options it's a really neat feature if you take the time to learn how to use it so you might want to give that a try thank you talk to you later bye alright Chris thank you very much and that sounds like a great solution for Chef Mark yeah that's what I do I uh I create smart playlists and then decide, you know, how big they are and then fill them up that way. You know what I yep. do? That's what I do. I ha- I have like three playlists, like just not not smart ones, but just uh, really dumb ones. And it's just the album that I like I'm currently interested in. And I sync those three albums and then I sync all podcasts. <laughs> that's, that's my that's my that's my selection on my phone. I don't I don't sync podcasts anymore. Really? What are you? Oh, that's I right. Use, You're using Stitcher. What? I am using Stitcher, which cool. the podcast Answer Man is on Stitcher. Yeah, but our our show's not. Well, do whatever it takes to get on there. Okay. It's uh, I think it's uh, feeds.feedburner.com/slash/higam or help I got a Mac. It's it's on our website. Go to help I got a Mac.com and look at the RSS feed. Or I will. Yeah, it's it's. I'm really digging it. I think it's pretty cool. So cool. I I I, I suppose I suppose that's all you do is submit your feed, right? I guess I'm just I don't know. I don't I'll check know. it out. Yeah, I, I you know what I looked at Stitcher and it. I mean, I heard you talk about it, and I I just opened it up, and you know what? I I don't think I actually did anything because I think I needed to set up an account and. and all yeah, you do. Um, what yeah. what I like about it is though is let me click. You know, it. um, I have my favorite set up. So anytime a new like let's say a new Adam Carolla show or something comes up. Uh-huh. All I do is go to my favorites and it, they're just there. It, I don't have to download it. I don't have to wait for it. A lot of times I, I would download podcasts through the iTunes app on the iPhone and some of the feeds don't refresh as fast. You know what I mean? Like I would go to get, I don't know, a, a twit or something like that. It would be like 830 in the morning on Monday and it wouldn't be there. You know, so I'd have to stream it and I decided what the heck, man, since I'm just doing that anyway. I'm just going to get this Stitcher app and it, they'll just always be there. Now, the downside is they only have the newest episode on there. So if you missed an episode, you have to go back and get oh, it from iTunes. See, or, I, oh, I could never say, but I most could of the never time live I, with that. Yeah, most of the time, though, I listen to everything new and then, you know, I'm done with it. So, yeah, I just did a search because I listen to podcasts on cleaning and stuff like that. I just did a search for podcast answer man and I don't show up. And, and I remember looking. And so you're saying you you have found it on here. I thought I saw it. I searched for GSPN. And I thought uh, that was on. See, you know what? Let me search for GSPN and see if that does it. I may have been wrong. I, I could be, you know. GSPN. All right. I'm searching now. Oh, here comes. The Weekly Lost Podcast is the only one that pulled up. Uh, my bad. Anyway. I'll find out how to get the rest. And there's an advertisement. It's an <laughs> I ad. I don't care about those. An I have to click them. I heard lots of stuff going on. I did click the Nissan one. No, I did. I did click the Nissan one and register for the new the the to win to win the new car. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next call. Uh, this one's coming in from Mary. Hi, wow. this is Mary calling from Minnesota, and I have a question for help. I got a Mac, or actually, it's help. iTunes updated itself, and my podcast. Aren't going out the 
this happened last time I did an update, and I was wondering if you guys could help. Um, and here's another question. How long should the battery life for my iTouch be? Just a question. Thanks, guys, for having the podcast. Bye now. All right, Mary. Um, I don't know what she's talking about when it comes to the artwork. Um, not working. But uh, on the iTouch, I, I, I've never had one of those. But, uh, I mean, I would uh, if I had to guess, it should last at least, what, six hours, seven hours? If you're yeah, using I'm it extremely up. heavily? I'm looking uh, right now on their site. The iPod Touch has like, there's like a little tech specs that'll give you an idea of what the runtime is. Gotcha. Uh, capacity. Yeah. Well, no. Hold on. He's looking. I'm looking. Okay, here we go. All right. Uh, music playback time. Uh, now, this is on the newest one. So if you've got one from a few years ago, I, I can't really speak for that. But uh, music playback time is up to 30 hours when fully charged, and video playback time is up to six hours when fully charged. Now, if you're going into your iPod Touch and surfing the web and doing this and that and the other while you're listening, you know, your hours may vary, but you should get, you know, a day or two if you're just listening to music. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking if you're doing, like, if you're using a bunch of applications and browsing the web via Wi-Fi and stuff like that, I, I, I'm thinking six hours is about what you're going to get. So. Yeah, uh, I think so too. And of course, uh, are those the kind that you should? I mean, I, those are the kind of batteries that you should let go completely dead from time to time and recycle them all, or and cycle them all the way up again. Yeah, once a month or so. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hope that helps you out, Mary. And next, we're going to move on to Jim, who is being told by his wife that he should really get a Mac. <laughs> Hi, Cliff and Chris. This is Jim Bramham from Canton, Michigan. This is for help. I got a Mac. I have a six-year-old laptop running Windows XP Pro. I have upgraded my laptop to two gigabyte of RAM, so it still runs good. However, in the past year, I've had two viruses that required me to reinstall Windows and all my applications. My ISP is Comcast, so one time the virus protection was McAfee, and the second time it was Norton. My wife told me that I need to upgrade and suggest that I get an iMac since she has heard that Macs don't get viruses. First of all, how lucky am I to have my wife give me the okay to get an iMac? Pretty cool. <laughs> I have a lot of software that only runs on Windows. My understanding is if I get an iMac, I can install Windows 7 and Snow Leopard on the same disk with Boot Camp or Parallels 5. By having Windows on my iMac, won't I still have the potential to get a virus on the Windows partition? If the answer is yes, would I be better off getting an iMac plus a cheap Windows 7 PC to run my Windows software? Thanks, guys, for all the great information you provide. All right. The answers to his question is yes and no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what I would do is, and this is just me, um, if you're, if you're going to use Windows not to play games or anything, go ahead and put it in Parallels. Install all the software that you normally use, okay? Then copy that installation. And what you can do is you can have this really great backup of your Windows 7 and all your awesome stuff. And I think Parallels does this for you automatically. Yes. Um, 
But yeah, you can set up backups at, at you know once a month, once a week, whatever. So if something does happen, you get a virus or whatever, all you need to do is just trash that virtual machine install, use the one that you backed up, and you're you're good to go in like two minutes. Yeah. So if you do get that virus, number one, the virus will not cross over from the Mac or from the Windows partition into the Mac partition. So exactly. it's going to be self-contained within the Windows, you know, nasty, totally toxic environment. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm such Gosh, a, Cliff, times, times they are a changing, my friend. I tell you, it, it's the 27-inch iMac, man. I am totally won over. The only thing that could be better is, is I, I can't wait till they come out with the 50-inch iMac. It's going to be awesome. I should get a 27. Anyway, it, 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 it's it's awesome. So, um, so yeah, it's it's all going to be uh, it's all going to be contained within the Windows environment. So you don't have to worry about that virus getting out. Uh, so definitely don't go and get another Windows system just for for that purpose, and and like Chris said, you know you can't you can actually um, you can go and back that up, and and, and uh, I mean Parallels Five at this point it does a lot of that stuff for you, and I, even if you have Time Machine, uh, I I think Parallels basically puts wind the entire Windows environment in a single folder on your yep. on your. Uh, on your hard drive. And so if you have Time Machine, it's got several, or wait, you know what? Um, there's an option for it to turn off the backup of that file on Time Machine. Mm, okay, cool. But I think I told it not to. I, I, I said, listen, I, I want you to go ahead and, I, it, you know, if, if, if I've got, you know, 20 gigs taken up by, by um, Parallels for my Windows XP, I want you to back up that 20 gig file every time, you know, you see a change or whatever. I, I want previous versions of that. And so I would be able to restore my, you know, if, if I got a virus this week in Windows XP, which won't happen because I am so now, I'm so happy to announce that I no longer have any computer programs. With the, I do have one program that is my check writing software, uh, but I only have to use that like once a week or once every other week. But now I don't what have, about What about your Adobe software? I can't speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> moving along so uh nice. any, okay someone has an nda so uh anyway we're moving right along um but yeah so yeah definitely i think that you should go that route put it in parallels and uh just make sure you read up on all the documentation make sure that you feel confident that your windows platform is backed up on a on a basis to where you don't have to you know update do updates and stuff like that it, it, it's it's pretty straightforward yes now once you once you rid yourself of the wind I, i'd be curious to know what what software he has that he would like to keep running on windows i I'm, i don't know but i'm i mean trust me there there's always something i mean there there really is and uh i think jim what you'll find is when you get into the windows world enough and and it will take you a while to get used to it. I mean, really, I, I really tell... In the, the, the Apple world? Yeah. It, it'll take a little... If you've been a PC user all your life, I really do believe there's going to be about a one to two month learning curve. But it, it's well worth it if you get through it. It's kind of like being married. You know, it's like, the you know, living together with somebody, you know, it, it, it's kind of weird at first. And uh, and then you, you it, it, it's like totally awesome after 14 years. <laughs> yeah see i i uh 
in my, in, in, with my marriage, I, I basically installed a virtual machine before I went went ahead and got the actual computer. <laughs> that means I I lived with my wife for, for a little while before we got married. That's funny. But yes, you were running yes, her in parallels. Good. Yeah, my mom wasn't too happy about that. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> exactly. All right. So anyway, uh, Jim, thanks for calling in. We have one more call, and uh, here we go. Hey, Cliff and Chris, this is Steven. I have a quick story about my MacBook Pro and Time Machine. I was on a business trip to New York City yesterday, which is about a three-hour train ride for me. Hopped on the train a little before 6 in the morning. Uh, I usually use that three hours to uh, get myself ready for my day in New York. I opened up my laptop, and it would not boot. I mean, Uh I tried everything, including banging it on the table. Couldn't get it to boot. Luckily enough, um, the presentation I was doing was done in Keynote, and I had intended to do it through my iPad with the RGB cable, which worked out great. So I wasn't stuck with my trip to New York, but I was stuck without a computer for the entire day, three hours up, three hours back. Well, I returned last night around 1030, um, booted up, tried to boot the Mac again, no luck, stuck in the system disk. Uh, booted from that and ran Disk Utility, and it told me it could do nothing with the boot sector and that I needed to format the hard drive, Mm. which I was totally confident in doing because I had Time Machine, um, uh, you know, backup from the minute I had turned the computer off the night before. So I uh, formatted the hard drive, uh, did another Disk Utility on it, make sure it it was clean of any issues, and then, this is probably about 1 in the morning, started the restore from Time Machine. I got up this morning, and the laptop was running just fine. So, uh, note to people out there, use Time Machine, uh, back up your system. Um, and so, really, I almost lost virtually no time, and I'm back to where I was before. Take care. Love the show, guys. Bye. There you go, my friends. Testimony to the world of Mac. How, yes. Have you ever known anybody who had a PC who completely had to reformat their hard drive that was able to go exactly, I mean, exactly to where their computer was before with that much ease? Negative. In fact, Negative. I've never in my life, with all the PC, PC people I've ever known, including myself, and trust me, I've lost many a hard drive, never in my life have I ever been able to format a hard drive and restore my computer to its previous state with any being anywhere near where I was just prior to the crash of the drive. Yeah, exactly. Not anywhere near it. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like I like Time Machine. I need to get a bigger external hard drive. I've got a 500 gig. And I want to get you know a two terabyte and then you know upgrade the hard drive in my computer now. But I've been doing that, so I've been backing up my stuff to uh dvd which has been painful but i've got everything all my client work backed up now so it's good well i'll tell you what the 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 external drives are not that expensive i think like 199 you can get a 2.5 terabyte or something oh yeah yeah it's cheap it's just a matter of getting 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 some of them uh video checks in the mail yeah absolutely and then um the other thing i'm looking at here i i personally i'm looking at my drive here Looks like I have a one terabyte drive 
on my Mac with uh, currently 518 gigs available. And uh, I have a one terabyte backup uh, drive, so external drive. And it's working out nice. And by the way, I am almost complete with my uh, backup to uh, Backblaze. If you go to gspn.tv slash Backblaze, B-A-C-K-B-L-A-Z-E, $5 a month, unlimited backup. You don't have to choose. You don't have to go in and tell it to back up your videos. It does it automatically. Anyway, I love it. Um, I have a total of 274 gigs now that are scheduled for backup, and I only have 76 gigs left. So 200 gigs of my data, almost. Yeah, a lot. Uh, another cool thing about Backblaze is it'll back up your external drives too. Yes, it will. Yes, which indeed. which uh, some of the other ones will not do. So, it, no, yeah, but it Backblaze won't, is, is 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 good. Yeah, but it won't do. Um, external or uh, network drives so if you have networks no but uh for five bucks a month just head hook up your second computer on the network up to backblade i mean seriously come on five bucks a month ah anyway awesome stuff chris hey this has been a fun week for mac and uh we'll be back again next week i guess yeah have a good weekend all right thank you everybody who called in thank you for being a being a gspn.tv plus member this episode is for you guys and of course we want to hear from you if you haven't called in in a while or even if you called in this week you want to call in again the phone number is 859-795-4067 until next time everybody join the community